Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller, as they uncover the mysteries of the true Fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So, uh, is there anything else like you guys wanted to uh, to do outside of the Bliss Club right now, where you guys are kind of kind of waiting for? Uh, Ray and, and Isabel go talk to Emmanuel and Norma. I don't think so. So he's just going to continue just kind of like kicking the can, smoking, just like thinking about stuff. We'll cut ahead to Isabel. Okay. Um, so you and Raymond have both kind of just like entered the clubs and kind of just kind of just like parted a little bit. Uh, so what are you doing? She's going to look around for Emmanuel, see if she spots him, if he's still hanging out at his table or whatever. We've only been gone for what, like an hour? Yeah, it's only been an hour, and he's still in the same seat. Okay. Um, he has, like, this... You can see, like, right up to the balcony where he was. He's sitting in the same spot, very jovial expression. You can see he's got a beer in his hand, and he's kind of either telling a story or, or listening to somebody tell a story, and it looks like it's a funny one because everybody's laughing. All right. I'm going to go up to where they're at, uh, kind of approach the table, and... Um... She normally draws a lot of attention to herself. She's not going to try to draw attention to herself, but she's going to anyway. Just walking up to him, leaning down directly in his ear, and just kind of say to him, just loud enough so he can hear, um, we need to talk. We have a problem. And, and then uh, stand back and like lean back up, you know. And he's going he's gonna to put his drink down and say, just a minute, guys. And he's, he stands up and um, he pushes his chair back. And he kind of... Um, he kind of like takes you by the, sh- the by the shoulder, like hand hand on your back a little bit, and like walks you into kind of like a more quieter area of the upstairs of the club, just just like a little aside, so you guys can talk in private. Yeah, and he says, "Uh, is yeah, it the, like the- mu- like muted here with like the music? Is it carry up here at all?" Um, I mean, you can still hear that that echo of the of like the the bass just kind of like bumping and stuff like that but this is a, a part where you can you can just talk regularly you don't have to like you know yell like i saw a true fae what you know it's just like like you guys can just like have like a normal conversation at yeah. like this part of the of the nightclub it's like okay. a way towards the back where the a little bit away from the speakers and stuff like that <clears throat> okay so he opened up with uh so what's going on yeah. This kid, um, <clears throat> he's, he's got quite the story to tell. And just don't freak out when he tells it to you. Um, I'm going to kind of warn you now. He's claiming he saw one of them. One of them. And you'll just see, like, you can see his facial expression. He's trying to keep it, like, very still and just look, like, unaffected. Keep his, like, his coolness. But you can just see his face immediately turning red in whatever, you know, however possible that is through his, his fame means. You can just see that his face is just reddening and his face is just tightening with anger. He's just gritting his teeth and he's just like, okay, go on. 
he's been kind of scared and locked away. So at least that's what I understand. And there's some kid he saw get taken. He's I just gonna he's just gonna like interrupt you and um he's just gonna say, Listen, Isabel, um I'm gonna need you to tell me the rest in just a second here. I think I need to talk to Norma right now. And he's just gonna kind of just like like I kinda like as he like tries to push past or something. That's what that's what uh oh Raymond is doing. And um all right, so before before uh Emmanuel makes it to to Norma's side of the room where he's just pretty much just stormed off to uh, Raymond, you're approaching the top step. Um, you see Norma sitting at the table still. All the other Autumn Court members are kind of in their own conversations and stuff, but you see Norma still just like waiting impatiently. Um, she's just kind of been waiting nervously this whole time. And as soon as she sees you, she kind of like leaps up out of her seat to see what you have to say. I'm going to motion her to like, you know, come towards me. And... Is he, is he okay? Did you see him? He's oh, all right. We're still... And we're still in the club, right? Where it's loud yeah, and everything. Yes. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, and I shout back. He's all right, but we, you should really come outside right now. Ah, oh, and she puts her hand on her on her chest, just relieved. Don't don't be so relieved yet. And I no. kind of like give her a firm look, and I like you know put a hand on her shoulder and kind of guide her to go outside. Okay, <clears throat> and she starts to she starts to follow you down the steps to the uh, first floor of the club. And um, once you guys make it to that bottom step, you just hear this booming voice of Emmanuel on the background, just Norma. You know, he's he's shouting from the top step, trying to get her attention. And uh, um, she looks back, and she's just like, "What?" And he's just like, "Me and you, we need to talk now." And she's just like, "You, you might want me there." And so you guys start to like, you guys you guys do a one eighty and kind of just like. You know, start to walk back up the stairs. Uh, Norma and Emmanuel, they they don't have like a bad relationship. They're like I, I think I said this in the last session. Like all the all the like court leaders are pretty much like they work together for stuff, um, and they have oh, yeah. respect for each other. Um, so Norma goes up to see, you know, what Emmanuel's. He'll kind of see me trailing behind with mm-hmm. this like apologetic look on my face. <laughs> you guys are trying to do like the damage control right now because shit's yeah, about yeah, to yeah, explode. Yeah. I, I just kind of nod towards Isabel and just kind of like, I, I understand. <laughs> um. So, so about like midway on the steps, we have Emmanuel at the top. Um, not too far behind him is Isabel. Uh, we have Norma heading up the stairs. Not too far behind her is Raymond's tailing after her. So Raymond and Emmanuel kind of meet in the middle. Emmanuel just pulls her aside, not like too far aside, just kind of like pulls her into to was like, you know, to talk into her ear. And you you guys can't well I guess you can roll if you if you want to roll to see if you can um figure out what the hell they're talking about, give me a Yeah, w- give me what's in composure. Uh All minus right. one. Oh. Oh <laughs> Um, I'll start with Isabel. You you can kind of hear just like a few words of this conversation. And basically like what you hear is just like uh, Emmanuel telling Norma, like you hear the words like the kid, Truffet, hasn't told anybody. And like you see Norma just start to like kind of like argue back a little bit. Not really argue, but just like, you know, he's coming at her just like, yo, what's up with your boy? And she's just like you know, trying to like have his back a little bit, but 
still at the same time, she's just like, let me, let me just talk to him. All right. Let me get the story. Just don't freak out yet. Okay. Listen, just, just relax. So that's what you get, Isabel. Uh, Ray with three successes. You pretty much hear uh, Emmanuel. You hear like a little bit more of like what Emmanuel says. And he's just like, do you realize like what this can mean for the, for the freehold? If we have one of them just going around our city, just, just snatching up kids. Do you, do you realize what type of attention this is going to cause the type of, the type of panic this is going to cause with everybody? This is not good. Okay. We need to figure out how, how to approach this. Okay. We can't, we can't let everybody know just yet, especially not if we're, if we're entirely sure. And like, they're kind of just like, you know, trying to like suss out the details of like how they're going to go about this because now they're clearly, you know, both courts are very much involved in this at this point. You know what I mean? And you hear Norma just like, let me talk to him first. All right. I got this. Okay. I got this. And you see Emmanuel puts his arms up like, okay, I'll let you do your thing, but this isn't over. You know, that's like the type of type of gesture he's doing. So Norma turns back around to to go outside to see Charlie. Emmanuel turns to Isabel and he's just like, listen, I want you to be my eyes and ears for this, okay? Like I need you to to make sure that whatever route you guys take is the right one, okay? Like I need you to see this through for me on behalf of our court, you know? And you and and you got Frank with you too and listen, I trust him practically more than anybody. So I, I feel like I have two of my best people on this right now. So I need you to just see this through. Okay. Just go outside and just listen, keep me in the loop. Okay. And he'll kind of just like, um, gesture for you to, to follow, uh, Raymond and Norma. Yeah. She would nod to him and go with him. And you can see, he's just like, as you're walking away from him, if, if you were to take a look back, you would see that he's just like pacing back and forth pissed now. Like, completely different from the way that you saw him when you re-entered the club. He's kind of just, you know, this fills him with rage. And I mean, seeing, seeing that reaction from him, like you're some record member too. Like you're starting to feel that too, a little bit. You don't know if you want to talk to this guy or like kick his ass probably. I mean, not to speak for your character. Um, I'm just saying like that summer instinct is, would be, you know, kind of, kind of like, you know, it kind of, uh, Affected in a sense, or like touched upon, you know. But yeah, and then so Raymond and Norma uh, head back towards the towards like the front entrance of the club to uh, regroup. And I'm going to say to Norma when she's like within earshot again, and we're walking out, I'm be like, the kid knows he fucked up. He won't stop apologizing for it. She's shaking her head. Worst thing we could have done was told Emmanuel about that. Jesus Christ! And she's well, I was just trying like, to get to you. Out. I know. I, I'm sorry. I was trying to get you to talk to him first, and then we could break the news after we figured out a way to break the news. But um, but Isabel thought it was best to speak to him, and I can understand where she was coming from with that. But hey, look, uh, no, no problem. I, and I, I get it. You know, she's, you know, that's she's doing her part. Yeah, she's doing her part. I'm, I'm not mad. Look, Emmanuel, I'm right behind him. Yeah, she's gonna like pull you guys, pull the both of you. Norma's gonna pull uh, the both of you, Ray and Isabel, aside before you guys actually exit the club, just to kind of like you know group with you guys before you actually go out there and start talking to Charlie again. And she's just like, I know, like, listen, Isabel, I, I'm not, I'm not upset at all. I, I understand, you know, Emmanuel is 
is your leader. Obviously, you're going to report to him. We wouldn't expect any less from, you know, members of the summer court. And, you know, um, Emmanuel is one of my colleagues. I, If this is what Charlie claims this is, Emmanuel needs to know. But I just wanted to maybe figure out if, if what he's on about is, is real before we, before we get Emmanuel involved. You know he's touchy about them, um, as we all are. If he's you know. lying, he's doing it really well. She takes a deep breath. Okay, well, let's hear what he has to say. Hopefully we can get to the bottom of this. And so, like, the group of you um, head out the door, and you see... You see uh, Frank and Katrina and Charlie kind of kind of the way that you left them. They're sort of hanging out outside of the car. Frank is like sitting down on the sidewalk. Charlie is still kicking the can around. Um, Katrina's hanging out, sort of leaning against the car. And then, you know, it's kind of just like that when you're like waiting and you're just not really paying attention, but then like you see the, the person you've been waiting for and everybody kind of like leaps to attention a little bit. When Charlie and Norma, like, make eye contact with each other, he just, like, puts his head down in sorrow. And Norma walks up to him and almost like a, like a disciplinary, you know, like, like a teacher scolding, like, a student somewhat or something like that. And just kind of, like, walks up to him and is just like, where have you been? And he's just like, I'm sorry. And she's just like, you know we have a lot to talk about, don't you? And he looks back at her. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I let you guys down. I. I want to get better. And she. She pulls him in and just gives him a, a long, you know, drawn out like embrace for that lasts for like a good like few seconds, you know, where she's just like hugging him closely and he's hugging her back. When they break the embrace, he's. You can see he's. He has tears in his eyes and he's. He's sobbing a little bit, and you know he's back to that just can't stop apologizing thing. And she's just like, just, just calm down. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to call Tim tomorrow morning. We'll get you set up in the motel again. This will all be okay. Um, Norma, Norma, not to interrupt, but I, I think it's best if you'd stay with me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can stay at, you can stay at my, um, you can stay at my house. And I was thinking of maybe talking to Frank here, seeing if Frank could help him maybe get a job at the warehouse he works at. But we'll talk about that later. I think he should, he should tell you his story with just you two. Uh, if you don't mind, I would like to take my companions here and, and we'll leave you to your privacy until you guys are done. I think that would be best. Thank you. She she is like rubbing Charlie's back kind of like, in, you know, like try to be like comforting. And he's he's trying to collect himself. He's wiping, wiping the, uh, you know, the tears that are kind of coming from his eyes and trying to straighten himself out a little bit. And she's just telling him, don't worry, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Whatever you, whatever you saw, whatever you did, we, you, listen, I, I, you're, you're one of us, okay? Never forget it. You, we'll, always, we'll always take care of you, all right? And he's, he nods his head, I know, I know. I'm going to kind of corral the, the, my companions to, to where we you're like maybe like 50 yards away you know what i mean maybe under a street light or something like that that's in the parking lot just so i can kind of talk to them without these two having to hear it you know what i mean yeah that's okay okay isabel i i i assume emmanuel reacted how emmanuel reacts well i mean you saw yeah what 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 has me worried here is how many kids have been replaced so this this afternoon when I was leaving my practice, I saw something on the news. Oh, can I can I interrupt you very quickly? 
Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so the first session, I tried to I tried to drop that news part where. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I I apologize because I didn't have my notes with me and I fucked it up so bad. So if I could just like kind of if we could just like retcon that really quick and I could just like try to say what I was trying to say about like what you heard on the news. So basically, there's been like a string of incidents of missing children in Fort Lauderdale, and like it all kind of started in the beginning or sort of like at the the aftermath of uh, Hurricane Andrew which happened, I think, a year ago or maybe two years ago. I think it's one year ago. So after that, there's been, like, kids that have gone missing. The majority of them have been returned. And, like, the, the, the first one who was missing, it was a little kid named Justin. Whole town searched for him for, for maybe three months, actually. And candlelight vigils were held. Shortly after the three months when, when you know, the, the buzz about him was starting to die down and people assumed that he, you know, just got lost somewhere or died or some, you know, he was no longer, he, he returned home and it kind of was like a sensational news story. It was kind of like a, a buzz, you know, on national news and stuff like that, even because that's kind of a big deal for somebody, especially like a kid to be gone that long and to kind of just wander back home someday. And the weird thing is it's, it's happened a couple more times with the kids that have gone missing uh, two more times to be specific that you know about. It hasn't happened every time. There's there's a couple of them that are still out there, and you know, who knows? But a lot like the authorities, the media, they seem to just be chalking it up to just luck, you know. Like these are all just completely unrelated things. These kids have gotten lost, you know, because of the chaos that's happened in the past couple of years, and we're just lucky that they have found their way back home. And you know, we shouldn't really why look into it too much, you know. If we try to if we try to draw connections to all these separate incidents, you know, like we're gonna, so so that's the way that that like the media has pretty much been been covering it. There's a big hype about this this first kid who's returned um, because he was gone for a long time, three months, and then the other kids, different periods of time, some within weeks, some within months, some never coming back, you know, haven't returned yet. There's really no pattern that can be identified at this point. Um, and that's from basically what you heard at work and just from, you know, following the story loosely. You never really chalked it up to anything that could have anything to do with your kind or anything like that. You know what I mean? Definitely. So I'm going to be – I don't know how much you guys watch the news or if you pay attention to what's going on in the news. But there are a couple kids who have came back from being kidnapped, a handful of them. And it's all across the news. They'll be missing for a couple months and they'll be brought back in. Matter of fact, I saw a news story this uh, this afternoon when I was leaving my practice about that. Once they are done hammering out what those two are hammering out, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be asked to look into this. And frankly, if we're not asked, I know at least I'm going to volunteer myself to look into this. I can't speak on behalf of you three. I guess first, have any of you guys heard of anything like this in the news? Have you guys been paying attention to this? No, I haven't. But Emmanuel wants me to stick around, so I'm definitely going to be looking into it. I have the really... I have the really awful suspicion that the crow people hanging out in the hedge all the time is drawing the attention of them to this place. Uh, while you two were inside, um, Charlie told me that he was uh, hanging out around in the hedge really, really often to get this, to get his fix, and well, that he uh, was really close to being caught a bunch of times. 
never understood about running around in the hedge. I've never done it myself. Frankly, it seems like it's 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 flirting with disaster. To be honest with you, that may very well be the case. I think that we need to look at the very real possibility that this hurricane Andrew is tied to 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 whatever is doing this. Why? Why any of this? No. Why? I mean, why? What, what do you mean, hurricane? What does it have to do with this? The the disappearances started after the hurricane when it happened. Either that, either the hurricane is tied to, or something took advantage of the chaos that that followed the hurricane once it hit. To be frank with you, either or, I don't think really is is a matter. But I I definitely think there's a couple things we need to tackle. We need to find. And by the way, Charlie's gonna be staying with me, and that's that's kind of a dual purpose. The reason why behind that is a I feel for the kid. I feel like he needs to clean up his act. But two, I think slowly and surely more information and more uh, um, um, a valuable data that we can get from him can help us and what we're probably going to be doing here. Isabel's going to look right. over at Frank and she's going to say, Frank, Emmanuel wants me to help. And I'd feel a lot better having a big, strong, strapping man like yourself help me out too. And it's for Emmanuel, so she kind of gives him a pouty look. I don't know if I was, like, clear about it earlier, but Emmanuel definitely wants Frank to be part of this, too. Like, and I don't know if, if I had said that he, he would have asked you to ask Frank. Like, he would have. He absolutely. Well, he didn't say anything, but I am asking right. Frank. Okay, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, I'm sure I have the time, and I heard about those kids on the radio, and I'd feel bad if I didn't do anything. I'll be there to protect you if something happens. Oh she God. gives him a genuine Frank's smile. heart of gold. <laughs> That's much appreciated, Frank, and I was going to actually ask you when we're done talking here if maybe you could help Charlie get a job at the warehouse that you're working at. I think work would be a good release for him to exercise those kick those habits that he has but that's a discussion for um later maybe but okay think, i'll ask my boss thank you i appreciate it frank but here comes a t the, the tough side of this discussion these children that are coming back if what we say is true we yeah. all can agree that they're not really children right yeah probably and i think then that maybe the best way forward is to start looking in to these children and seeing what information we can get i mean how do you know if they are? Yeah, that sounds really well, we creepy. Well, exactly. We know one, definitely. And once Charlie's done talking to Norma there, we're going to find out. But how do, how do you even go about figuring out if they're a fetch or not? Out of character, um, there's no way to like, just oh, yeah, really exactly. know offhand, you know? Exactly. We know right, of one. And that's why she's saying that like out loud. Like, she, yeah. like, how do you even know, you know? We don't even know with Charlie. I mean, yes, it sounds convincing, but it sounds like he had a dream. I saw how Charlie reacted when I found out. And I can assure you that Charlie at least believes what he said and that it is probably real. But what I think would be smart before we decide a path forward is once they're done talking, we go back to my house. We can go to my house. You guys can have some drinks if you want to, whatever. I find it to be tranquil there, and I think putting Charlie in an environment like that and maybe discussing this further would be the best way forward. But I just want us to get this out on the table that hard decisions may have to be made. What do you mean? I'm just saying we're dealing with children here, with things pretending to be children. And we're going to be trying to find if one of those creatures who 
did this to us is within our boundaries here in the city. I haven't been in this position. You haven't been in this position and neither have you two, but he has. And look at what it's done to him. And I looked back at him. We are at a war. This is a war. It's unspoken war. We are protecting ourselves and we're protecting those that are close to us and people we don't even know from becoming victims like we were. There's nothing you can do I'm about not, it anyway. I don't know why you think you, you think. can fight or anything like that. If if it's if there's one of these things coming after kids, all you can do is hide them. And if they have taken enemy any of them, you don't even know. Like there's no way to know to tell if it's if it's a kid or not. And there's nothing you can really do because once they're gone, they're gone. That's because you haven't tried, and you are reacting exactly how they want you to react, Isabel. But what do you want to do for the rounds? random kids like the creepy stranger and then jump out of the bush when the when the face shows up exactly that's a good way to just get yourself like arrested Listen, i have no idea what route we're going to take but we know when children are involved or things pertain to be children emotions can be played on all i am saying is right now we need to harden ourselves and prepare ourselves for decisions that may have to be made it's just the fact it's just that simple listen i am not a confrontational person I am not out here looking for a fight. I am not trying to hunt these things down. I'm not trying to find signs of them. I am trying to deal with my existence the best of my ability. But right now, one of these things has jammed its way into our existence. I wasn't looking for it. Neither of us were looking for it. Neither was he. But it has put itself in our reality right now. And as we speak, one of the things that did this to us, that stole us from our lives, and that to others. And it wants you to put your head in the sand. And it wants you to f pretend. It wants you to feel like you cannot do anything about it. It wants you to accept the status quo. And it wants you to believe that there is no new way to find it. And I am not willing to give it the benefit of that doubt. Just like I am not willing to show it what it did to me up to you guys. That is why you see me like this. That is why I choose to be like this. Because I do not want to give it the satisfaction of controlling my life. Because it has already done enough to me. Now, right now, it may be sinking into you all, and I can understand that. But this facade that we try to build around ourselves to deal with what is done to us, you need to protect that too. And all I'm saying right now, be prepared for hard decisions that need to be made. Whatever, I'm going to go get a drink and dance. This is, you do that. When they're done, you're more than welcome to come back to my house, and I hope you guys come with, because I am going to talk to Charlie more. I'm going to see what I can find out. Isabel Here's kind of storms off. She's kind of irritated at you, the way you're approaching this, like, right now, out of the blue, out in the parking lot. She's just like, this is too much. I can't deal with this shit right now. And, like... Isabel, please, just let me give you my phone number before you leave. All the guys say that. Keeps walking. Uh, I look at... I look at... I look at, um... Katrina. I'm, I'm looking at her reaction right now. I don't know, Raymond. Do you, uh, I think you have worked up some... Some stuff there. And I think you should take a few hours rest, maybe. Give Charlie some time to accommodate. Like, I don't want him to feel like you like you lock him up in your house and then start questioning him. I... You're right. You're right. Listen, uh, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me there. I just, I care about you all. You probably, I, I, probably doesn't show, but I do. How about you come back with us and have a drink? We'll have a drink. And you too, Frank. You can come with too. I can understand why Isabel doesn't want to be around me right now. But if I'd be more 
I'd be happy if you two would like to come back to my my abode as little as it is. <laughs> but there's a great view of the ocean. Maybe we can have a couple drinks and kind of save a little bit of this night before it ends. I don't know. I need to get home at some point. I don't have a car, remember? Uh, listen, Frank, can you give Katrina a ride back then? It would be much appreciated if you guys oh, yeah. stick around. I'm just... Of course. Oh, I can do that. I was just. Frank, getting... do you have a phone? Yeah, I. Yeah, I have a phone. I don't use it much, though, because uh, I don't tend to be home much, either working or going somewhere. Can, if I give you my phone number, will you call me tomorrow? Uh, okay. He takes out a piece of paper. Uh, I write down my number, and I, I kind of give it to him. I'm like, Katrina, just, just call me tomorrow. How about this, Katrina? Will you just give me a call tomorrow? Uh, all right. I'm sorry, okay? It's okay. I, I know you have good intentions. Just maybe, maybe tomorrow we can discuss Melissa and how we're going to factor into this. So yeah, that sounds some, like a plan. I need some rest. You're right. I just need to have a drink. Just, just sit on my porch and just look at the ocean and just maybe he can get some sleep without worrying about what's going to come up. So okay, I, I'll go. I'm sorry. You have a good night. Okay. And as you guys are finishing talking, you, you see uh, Norma and Charlie are approaching again. Um, and as, as the two of them get close, you see Norma kind of motions for Charlie to, like, stop so she can um, kind of talk to you more privately, Ray. And she just right. looks at you and she lets out a little sigh. Just, <sighs> you're sure you want to do this? Yes, I have no choice. Do any of us? You understand that the next, however long you decide to take him in it's, it's going to be an ugly time he he wants to try to to get off this the stuff again and i don't know if you i don't know if you remember the last time or you know he he probably you know he he tried to keep keep that whole you know side of himself in the dark from the rest of his court mates because it's 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 not something he's proud of but i don't know if you remember last time but it, it wasn't easy and it wasn't pretty either so you understand you're you're you know what you're getting into? Yeah, I'm going to call. I'm going to take a week off from my practice and just spend some time with him. Norma, Norma, we have to acknowledge that that this is drastic, what's happening right now. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. And what troubles me is I believe him. I, I really do. But I, I feel like the only way we're going to really be able to tell what happens is if we go into one of his dreams and just just fish around down there and you know that's not something i myself am particularly good at and i don't know if there's anybody in your group that would be able to would be able to take a look for me but either way he's agreed to it so is that something that i would be known for yes okay i was gonna yeah i was gonna see if i could roll in a call like if they know that I yeah. can do that. Like, yeah, I was gonna see if I can roll an occult roll to see if I have my suspicions at. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah. Can you actually? What is it? What do you want me to roll? So, intelligence and. Uh, give me intelligence. He also has the summer court like favor. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I might factor in somehow. Is it one? I think it's one dice for every two points or something. Two dots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is gonna be a good roll. All right. So, okay. let's do. Intelligence, I almost want to say... Occult? No. 
part of me wants to say a cult, but part of me thinks it would be like a social kind of thing, like knowing about another person. Politics, maybe. Knowing. You know what? I think that I think that actually that actually Fair. sounds about right. Intelligence plus politics plus court goodwill summer. All right, so that's going to be seven dice total. Two successes. Okay, so you know that um, Isabel is actually like a pretty good dream dream crafter, and you're just like dim because she kind of just like stormed away from stormed out. <laughs> well, uh, Norma, I think Isabel can help, but I don't think Isabel is too happy with me at the moment. Well, you better find but... a way to make it up to her because I think we might need her for this. I'd really prefer to keep this amongst you four. Um, we've already gotten a manual involved. I don't think it would be prudent to involve anybody from the other courts until we fully understand what's going on here. And I think that under, finding out what's going on is of the utmost importance right now. So, you know what? I'm, I, let's, let's give it a night, okay? You know, you take Charlie home tonight, get him settled in. Maybe we can regroup tomorrow and discuss this kind of stuff what do you think yeah uh, yeah i'll be home all day obviously um this is why you're the the queen of our court and she this is why she just um she just like she just like grabs you for a hug and just kind of like dives into your chest and like pulls you tight she's just like thank you i i awkwardly do the like yeah you know what yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> she's just like thank you so much like i really trust you with this and I, I know I'm not going to regret trusting you with this. So <clears throat> what you're doing for Charlie again. is, is, is a very nice thing. Um, I've tried to help him myself. I've never been able, you know, I've never had the resources to personally take him in or the, or the patience. So what you're doing, I, I really, I, I commend you. Um, you, you truly care about the, about our people. So don't thank me yet because I, uh, uh I still haven't given Isabel my phone number. And I was wondering if you could do that. But she might not be in the best of mood. She's kind of a feisty one. But um, ha- good luck with that. <laughs> I just kind of smile. Like, I-, I think I'm going to go home for a drink right now. So, Okay. Um, all right. And I kind of like walk up to Charlie and pat him on the back and head towards my Cadillac. That rhymes. What's going in Frank's head right now? Well, it's a lot to take in, of course. And... He's happy to help his court members, and you know he's just happy to be part of a group. But he's not sure what Raymond meant with dealing with situations and stuff. He just didn't understand it, and that's actually what I wanted to ask. He's going to ask that Isabel in the future. What did he mean by that? So I think yeah. Isabel was picking up on some suggestions there, maybe making her own assumptions about what he was saying. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, maybe now would even be a good time to ask her. Who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, Katrina was a bit weirded out by the conversation with Raymond at the end right now. Um, and she uh, thinks it all got to his head pretty fast. Um, like at first in the car with Charlie, he he, he seemed really supportive. And then uh, later he suggests to her at least uh, stalking all kinds of children who may or may, may not be uh, a fetch. And at least for the night, she wants to stay away from him <laughs> and walk home, by the way. Yeah, he's he's thoroughly creeped out, the girls. Yeah. But yeah, she will call him and probably join the meeting with uh, Norma 
and try to figure out a way to help the crow people along, not just Charlie. Like she thinks it's a bit one-sided to help him just because he had an important message and the other ones are like, whatever. But she'll make that clear. And uh, Raymond redeemed himself a little bit by mentioning Melissa at the end. Yeah, in Raymond's head, it's like, not, not so much these potential other kids, but definitely the one that Charlie is telling him that he know, that he, Charlie thinks is a fetch. Like Raymond, definitely in the back of his head, has this like, ang- you know what I mean? That little anger that's sparking up there, that's saying that's the enemy. You know what I mean? That needs to be eradicated. He's not coming out and saying it. He's just kind of like, like um, a little bit of his anger came out in that conversation you had with you guys. That's not a normal conversation we would have if you guys would have brought it up. Like if we ever ran into this situation and potentially in the future, what would you think? And he's like, Meh, you know, like you know, but like now that's real and it's like came close to home. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just poking, it's rearing its ugly head a little bit at uh, uh, like a bowl almost in the back of his head. So I just want to mention too, like the the idea of just um, every fetch needs to be like completely eliminated is like not very common in the the changeling community there's definitely people who would hold that opinion but there's definitely a lot of people too who are perfectly content just letting the the fetch um continue to live the life that they had and and continue to make the their family and loved ones happy so it depending on like what somebody's opinion is about like that specific issue like you know that could either be seen as like crazy not crazy something you agree with or just like you know, like, oh, wow, I just don't feel that way at all. Like, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, too. Like, Raymond's fetch is in prison. Like, like yeah. doing life in prison. You know what I mean? Like, Raymond never had to deal with the fetch. And also, Raymond's, like, this isn't like Raymond being calculating and being like, we should kill. It's like Raymond, it's fear and his fucking, like, panic is almost, you know what I mean? Being channeled in that. Like, he is so afraid of, like, even being, like, remotely found by one of the true fae that it's like, it's just this isn't like evil calculating like ha 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 destroy that little kid it's like no like we need to do this because like he might you know what i mean and it's him yeah. barely containing it you know so it make it definitely comes across creepy definitely and it's will be fun to explore hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at 
highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Dawn Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to EORpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. world of darkness do you want to introduce your friends to it but there's one problem nobody reads books anymore this presents you with a problem doesn't it you want to get your friends into these awesome games but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them well that's where brett the hitman comes in Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flair. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. <laughs> Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today!
Hi guys, I wanted to let you know about my YouTube channel, the video journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live action vampire game called New England Nightmares, which uses the new Finite Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle's set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly sired Ventru Mike Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch Revolt in the city of London, and on to his arrival on the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. So I put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe, and leave me a comment.